It's a fun little part that uh, I will definitely be chopping off the introduction because I don't want that to be caught on camera. No, do it. Keep it. Maybe keep it and then you can post it to Instagram if you want for a fun <laughs> little behind the scenes on how I had to get in my position this morning. <laughs> and that was, uh, yeah, that was all good. Anyway, <laughs> we went and visited the house that's being built yes. that we're going to be moving into. Visited. Visited. Had a look. My uh, my mum called and said, uh, yeah, that, that she's going in for a, a uh, an inspection. This is the day, the day that we last podcasted. Yeah. So we, we, said we were going to see the house. You recorded, so we're going to have a look. And what did you think? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I like the space. It's spacious. A lot more spacious than I thought, actually. Because when you look at it from a townhouse from the outside, it always looks smaller. When you went in, I'm like, it's actually, um, yeah, not bad. It's adequate. It is adequately adequate. sized. Yes, it is adequately sized. <laughs> it, was, it will suit our purposes. Yes. We've identified one of the rooms that's going to be our recording, our podcast sort of room. Mm-hmm. Also, room. yeah, we've identified the baby room. I would say with the podcast room, it'll also kind of probably be the work room as well. Yeah, like workspace. Yeah, like sort of be if we're studying or if I've got clients or if you're doing something that you have clients with, uh, you know, that'll kind of be the room that we take it all in. And, you know, we'll, we'll have our, our fun little desk here. And it can also be well, our podcast room. Yeah. Because it's well lit yeah. as well. Well, we don't necessarily, if we get another microphone, we might be able to change the table. I mean, we could. I'd we love to. We could have it. our stools. We could have our stools instead. Yeah, we can have imagine nice, that. Fun, fun little chairs, our little moon chairs. Yeah, so we It'll probably could do that. Yeah, yeah. that would be a very interesting setup, actually. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is a little bit clinical. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not I sure. I still think we're a bit far from the microphone. Yeah. But that's just me. I'd love to get another microphone, uh, you know, get a, get a second one. Mm. And, uh, you know, the Yeti X, I've had no issues with the Yeti X. Yeah, it's pretty it's been quite good, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what else is available out there. The only thing for me is obviously it's just an extra microphone audio that I have to chuck in. But that's no, it's easy to do that in post-production. Yeah. yeah. I can just literally get your microphone audio, my microphone audio, and just put, lay them over the top of each other. Yeah. So that, yeah, it syncs it all up and it shouldn't shouldn't really be any drama. The clap will come back, yeah? The clap might have to come back. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting to do the clap before this because the way that you got to do sync up yeah. all of this is essentially like the, I have to sync up all the audios. If I sync up all the audios from all the camera cameras and everything uh, with the microphone audio, then it's all good. Do you want to do a clap? Nah, it's, it's Just weird. so you know that that's exactly where. No, it's okay. I don't have to do a clap. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they've even heard the clap. No, because I cut the clap out usually yeah. when I was doing it. Mm. So, no, no, that's all good. Okay, back to the house because yeah, we digress. Uh, the The... Date now is probably not for the end of March. It's probably for into April now. So it has actually uh, been pushed back again. Yep. So we'll be here for likely a little longer than anticipated. Wonderful. And uh, that's to, you know, there's pros and cons to it. There's yeah, I know. You're, you're always about the pros. I'm an optimist. I like to look on the bright side. They, you know, you're more of a pessimist. You like Whoa. to look at things from the worst angle. No. <laughs> I'm probably one of the most optimistic people. Yeah. It's just, yeah, no. That's no, good. Well, okay. <clears throat> I thought it would be interesting to to sort of to look at how it suits us and then also, you know, play the devil's advocate, <clears throat> how it doesn't suit us as well yeah. with the change in the date because it's <clears throat> obviously a big thing for us to be moving. Yeah. Moving house. It's a pretty huge thing. Yeah. Not only materially in the sense of like it's a whole new space, we get our things, we get to fill the space with our things again. Oh, I miss it. It's miss been it. so long. But also, I guess, mentally and, and spiritually as well, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's quite a big deal because it the situation, you know, here, it's we're just ready to leave. We're ready to kind of move yeah. on. So it it's that wanting to have your own space again and it's getting I mean, it's not that it's getting, it's 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 difficult. Of course it's difficult. You can have as much gratitude and you can be as as you know, feel as blessed and yeah, all that sort of stuff as possible. But still, at the end of the day, it's like this isn't our space. It's not our. It's not our home. We're, we're here, you know. In the meantime, while we get back on our feet, and I'm so, so I feel so blessed to have had this opportunity, of course, to yeah. be able to do this, to be able to stand firm in what we believe, so that you know that we could actually act according to our values. Yeah, and that's what this provided us. So I'm very glad that we had this. Oh, and we could do I this, don't know of course. What else we would have done, to be honest? But yeah, very, you know, very ready to leave. So obviously, you know, the house uh, being built still, we're still kind of relying on on that going according to plan, mm-hmm. obviously. And 
you know, it, it's been pushed back numerous times. Initially, it was supposed to be due in, I think, February, and then it was end of February, and then it was March, and now it looks like it's April. And so, yeah, I mean, it grinds a little bit because we are ready and it just continues to sort of go a little bit further and further and further. So, I guess there's there's different sort of takes or different ways that we can look at it, you know, depending on how we kind of want to view it. And obviously, both of us liking to appreciate things for what they could be meaning in terms of our benefit. Mm. How, how it's working for our benefit, how's it working for us, not against us. So I thought it would be good to maybe talk about that a little bit because you know, it's more so for you because I've been going off to work and I've had stuff on the side mm. that's been really filling up my time. You have kind of borne the brunt of the you know the, the mental or the, the more spiritual uh, grind of this situation. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it's been three years. Yeah. Yeah. For you, especially, yeah, not, not being employed. Mm. So, obviously, the, the longer that we're here, the more we can save, the more money we can put away, the more, uh, the more we can pay for. Mm-hmm. You know, with the going back, I've already had to readjust the, the plan, the financial plan a little bit and honestly makes things financially easier. So, the further back the, further back the move itself goes, the, uh, the more time we have here, the less uh, financial burden is placed upon us in terms of living, living expenses, rent and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, the what happened, what we can do now is is actually I can have all the birth stuff paid off before we even move. So before I would have had majority of it paid and then had to pay the dregs of it whilst, you know, we were still yeah, where we were living there. Yeah. But now I should actually have the midwives and everything all paid off by the time we leave. So that's a, that's a great thing. That means that it frees up. That frees up a bit of the bit of the finance, a bit of the money for when we're at, when we've moved out for other things. So that's a really good thing. Plus, it also gives me a little bit of extra time to put some money into the gardening stuff, into the cleaning stuff, into moving itself, and also into buying things. So if we want to, you know, buy new furniture, or if we want to buy appliances or clothes or anything like that, yeah. every you know, if, if we get to push back a couple of paychecks, then we can have, we'll have a good sizable sum of money there to be able to cover all those bases. So, you know. From a financial perspective, it's obviously very beneficial for us <laughs> uh, that, it, that it's advantageous that it goes into April. Yeah. So, for me, I'm, I'm kind of glad about that because I, that serves, that's my main, main concern at this point in time is, our, is the financial side of, of our lives. Yep. So, it going into April for me is kind of like, okay, great. It's sort of a little bit of a load off, bit of relief and- you know, I can I can move about with a bit more peace of mind, and I can. It's easier to sort of plan things as well because yeah, I get up on the spreadsheets. I'm having a look. I'm pushing some dates. I'm pushing the dates so further see. along, so I can sort of see how much we've got freed up, yeah. and I'm able to just plan that a little bit more and a bit easier. Like, oh, it's it's actually it's going to be okay. One of the benefits <laughs> to your spreadsheet. That's one of the benefits of my spreadsheet. Is you can plan <laughs> plan months, months, a year, a whole year in a advance. Year in advance actually, yeah. so I do I do love it for that. How do you feel about that? Well, like how how do you feel about the situation in terms of it of it being beneficial versus painful? Well, <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not painful. Like it's okay. It's not as bad. It's just um, there's it's getting hot again. In there's a few hot days, and we don't have air conditioning in this room, so it's really hard to and even the heat because I get very uncomfortable. And a bit uh, disoriented when it's hot. Like yesterday, I remember I forgot to do the washing, and it was, and I forgot to do it again this morning. But we're doing stuff, so. <laughs> but it's because it's it's been so hot. It's really muggy this morning, and it's like it really hits me, and I have to find a way to kind of navigate that in a really hot situation, hot room. Sorry. So that is it's irritating not having air conditioning, and I don't really want to sit in the room because I need my space as well so you know it's just fine like I'm still trying to find a good routine for myself mentally and that but I mean it is what it is like what am I gonna say (laughs) I know it's gonna be perfect timing and all of that and yeah I didn't even like that it was pushed till March so and um it's not that I don't of course I am so appreciative of having this space but we have one room you know it's not like it's very it's very difficult to live your whole house, like in, I don't know how people in apartments do it because <laughs> it's just this one room and it's like there's, there's, that's it. Like could you imagine if we had like a kitchen in here and it, like the whole lot, 
it just would be driving me crazy. Well, is it is it the fact that it's the one room or is it the fact that it's one room in a house that isn't yours? Oh, well, of course it's because yeah. it's not mine. Like I, I want to I want to cook for us. I want to I want to yeah, I want to wash for us, I want to wash our clothes, I want to wash the dishes. Like I don't mind doing that stuff, you know, when it's in our house, in our space. But, you know, it's it's hard here because a lot of the dishes aren't mine or I have to wait for the laundry and, and you know, it's that kind of it's like just to have like a share house. We kind of call it. Yeah. So, um, and it's just like I need my space as well. I'm very hermit-like and I, it, I, I cherish it. <laughs> so constantly being around people is too much for me as well. So it doesn't matter who it is. Like, you know, I love my family. It's, it's got nothing to do with that. It's just like for me personally what I need energetically and mentally. So I have to – I make time to go for a walk and just sit on the oval and – you know, stay in my room, do what I need to do, or our room, our little home. <laughs> and, yeah, like, you know, it is what it's going to be. You know, it's not horrible anymore. It's not as bad as it was before. The tension's really settled, which is good. And we're, you know, we can actually have conversations, which is nice. Um, but still, like, the energy of others really, it really zaps me. Like, yesterday I caught up with a friend and it was I was just wiped. <laughs> I was so exhausted. Was like if I could just feel myself even getting tired sitting there because there was so much energy that's needed to like stay awake and pay attention and focus and it's it's been really hard. I accidentally I actually missed um, my friend's uh, what's it called her daughter's first birthday and that really I was a bit upset about it and it totally set my mind. I remembered on Monday or Tuesday. I was like. Fuck, it was last weekend. I thought it was this weekend. Like the time has just last. The last couple of weeks have just flown. And it's just all of the, I mean, I'm pregnant. So it's like, I feel like it's all that mama brain that people keep talking about. Everything just kind of like, everything's fuzzy and every day has been different. And it's just this experience that I'm having. But it's like, I'm not being hard on myself, but it's like, for me, it's not good enough. Like to be that, to kind of let things like that slide or, you know, I haven't even seen my cousin. Like I want to go up and see her and her newborn. He's not even a newborn anymore. He's already, you know, smiling and it's like he's a few months old now. And it's, you know, like there's just little things that I, like I wish I just could just remember or have on my calendar or just like, yeah, it's just that, that memory thing. It's like I just want to remember what I need to do or what I'd like to do. And because every day is different, like yesterday, my stomach was so heavy and I was getting so many pains and I'm like, I can't not, you can't ignore it. You can't just be like, oh no, I'm okay. You know, it's like, it's there, <laughs> it's getting heavier, which means the baby's growing, which means it, which means it feels like it's more real. And then the weight of that as well, the weight of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a parent. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a child. It's not just going to be like me. I don't have to just look after me and my body. It's like me and another body, like separate from me. And that all of that's kind of coming through as well for the last 24 hours. Really? So, yeah. Yeah, okay. You didn't say any of that. No, it's the first time I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that was like the weight of like – Are you I getting – It was just from – it was just from yesterday, like when I felt the weight and it was hurting – because it was like it was getting tight around the um what's it called the round um ligament the round ligament which I've been feeling getting tighter and tighter but yesterday it was like painful it was really hurting and not like in a bad way it was just more sharp than usual <laughs> it goes away but um yeah I that kind of then I get I don't get in my head but all that reality starts kicking in a little bit more. And I'm starting to think about, okay, like, yeah, I want to be in the space so I can prepare for that. Like, I need, like, yeah, it's, (laughs) 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 it's it's hard. Yeah, it just was a little bit difficult yesterday. So, do you, is it one of those things that perhaps you feel like this, this, there's this oncoming freight train and you can't, you know, you can't stop it, but you, you know, you, you also need, you need to be able to prepare yourself for it when it arrives type thing. And you feel like the longer that we're here, the harder it's going to be to prepare for it. Are you getting getting in your head about that? Yeah, because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want it just to be in the house for like a month. Like I don't want it to be pushed to June and then in one, 
like in one month we have the baby. I'm like I have one month to prepare the house, to prepare for to have a baby in the house, to then look after the dog, the cat, you, me, and the baby in the house. Yeah. Like I know, know that you're never ready, and I know you can never prepare enough. Do I factor like, in at all to the uh, huh? the preparation? Do I factor in at all into the preparation? It's or just the- like what I need to do. Like I know, you, of course, you're going to help. Of course, you're going to be yeah. there. But it's just, it's, it's <laughs> of course, I'm not. Yeah. Like, but it's um, yeah, like all that. I'm like, oh, the longer it gets pushed, the more it gets pushed, the less time that I have. Like we have to set up our house. Yeah. Like we, there's that's not going to take a week. That's going to take some time. We still need a bit of furniture. We still need pots. And pans, because I, I, oh, I don't even know what we have left. I don't know what broke. You know, what we <laughs> I think uh, when we were in back of Smash, our all our good stuff broke, and we ended up using our camping, our camping pots. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know if they're. I don't want to really do that. No, no, they're, no, they're pretty horrible. They're very not horrible, but no, they're just they're, small. <laughs> they're small. They're all yeah. scratched up, so they just everything sticks to them. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's the kind of stuff I mean that yeah. it's. You know, funnily enough, you say, yes, we need time to prepare and get everything. But in order to be able to get everything, it's it's handier that it does. We are here for longer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't mind. I don't, I don't like, I don't, of course, it's like I've still got, we've still got what, three months. If it's this beginning of April, April, May, June, we've got three months. But if it's mid, mid-April, mid it's like by the time we move the stuff in mid-April, you know, by the time we get everything over and then have the transition from here to there, like emotionally as well, like leaving this place as well. Like I say it's going to be great and it's going to be fine, but of course it's not, you know, like this has been, this has been our life and it has actually held space for us. And my parents have had space for us and it is, you know, I'm like, I know we're just down the road. <laughs> it's that, that separation, you know, but like I know the more, you know, income, the more time we have, the better we can prepare that way. But still, like, I want that time. I want to ease into mm. it. I don't want to have to all be rushed and then I'm in labour. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to be late. And then it's like I want to set the spaces off for the labour, for the birth, and have that ready. And like yesterday, there was a couple more things that um, my friend was like, do you have a change table? I'm like, change table? think of that i'll put it on my list <laughs> and then there was like little things like bibs and i'm like oh my gosh how many things like all those little things that are just really handy and necessary and i'm like i'm gonna have to start compiling and actually adding to the because i'm like that kind of stuff i don't want to use like other people's bibs like because yeah. the bibs are just they get really gross so buy new bibs and buy new socks and then like it kind of when i was walking we were all walking around target and i was just seeing all this stuff i'm like okay just getting a little bit more like okay that is actually a lot more that we need yeah <laughs> and not freaking out but it's like yeah there is a lot still to do yeah just to prepare for the baby and then it's like well how like preparing us for parents and that, that space preparing for the house preparing for just that life together that we're like we're not going to be back here we're going to be there now and that's that's where we're going to be and that's going to be our like you know so it's just like a lot over the last 24 hours well, that has been a lot. Yeah. Jeez, you poor thing. No, I know you're a bit frazzled. <laughs> but it's it's an interesting sort of one for me, the idea of kind of moving out because it's the second time I've moved here, right? Like yeah. I moved in when I left home. Uh, we were here for six or eight months and then we left and then we moved back. So, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I think that in itself is some level of, there has been some level of, I think, trauma. I don't, I don't know if I want to call it trauma. But there's there's perhaps a Distress. I don't know maybe some kind of mental it's it's perhaps like a pattern that I really don't want to perpetuate going forward right I don't want to feel like this is you know oh, if if things don't work out I know that we can always come back here type thing you know mm-hmm. I don't want to sort of get into that because it's happened twice before yeah. where th- there's been a fallback yeah. you know so we haven't had to be as enterprising as possible we haven't had to really try and pull things together and make things happen really rapidly before you know because we've always been able to just go all right stuff it like the last time when we moved back here and you know it was like just drop it all drop everything and we'll just get back here and then we'll, we'll reassess out, yeah. you know we'll work it out I don't want that to happen again. I don't want I don't that think to be we have, the case. It's not going to happen. I think that's yeah. why it's it feels different this time. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're working very hard to to try and make sure that we build something stable uh, beneath us, right? So that 
if all our, if, if things happen that are beyond our control, we have our own fallback and we, we're not sort of into the financial wilderness again. Mm. You know, where we're able to actually maintain our footing and we can stay stable through it, right? That's what I'm working really hard to try and get this 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 uh, finance thing up and running yeah. so that that can be what I just slot into. So that if anything does happen in the future or whatever, right? God forbid, you know, hopefully, obviously, it's just a nice, easy, natural transition and it just it just happens of its own volition and of its own momentum type thing. But yeah, I mean, if, like I said a few episodes ago, job security, I feel like in a post-pandemic world is just, just, just doesn't exist anymore. It just, how can you trust that job security exists when anything can pop up at any point at any, from any place in, on the planet yeah. and completely change the, the global scene, yeah. you know? So, that being the case, it's it's like how in this day and age can you can you truly trust where you're working right now? And so it's it's great that we're we're financially catered for at this point in time. I'm working a job that's paying everything mm-hmm. and we're able to save, we're able to plan, we're able to get into a new space, I'm able to to think ahead and project ahead and have the paycheck to support all that, support everything we need. I'm I'm not concerned financially about the baby getting the bibs, getting all that stuff that pops up, right? I'm putting, there's money that's going to be put away, especially once the midwives are paid off, then there's yeah. going to be a, a triple figure sum of money yeah. that we're going to be putting away each week to to cover any of the baby costs. And that that, that will just go in perpetuity. Yeah. You know, that's the amount that, that will just be there and it'll just accumulate. Yeah. And so, as we need, we can buy stuff. But then, you know, as it piles up, you know, if the, as the child gets older, you know, there's money there to be able to do other things like when sport comes up or, yeah. you know, any of that sort of thing. So I'm already planning for that kind of stuff now. I'm not. I'm not so concerned about that at this point in time. Uh, but it's just about making sure that we have that stable footing, uh, stable foundation beneath our feet, so that you know, if but, but you know, if anything unforeseen mm. does sort of happen, that we're not totally jeopardised. Touch on wood. <laughs> so because I don't want to feel like we get, we might have to come back. You know, I, I, I want to abolish that that thought in my head. You know, I want to abolish that fear or that, that doubt. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, and I'm sure it's probably going to be in there even once we move out. Yeah. Right? Once we're in the new space going, how long is it going to be for this time? You know, how long are we going to be able to stay away this time? Well, I think that's just something we work on right now. We start, probably. We start actually just changing that, that story. Yeah. And being like this. Because for me, I'm saying I have this feeling that I don't know how I know it. I just know it. I know that this is the last time that we'll be in this space. And maybe that's why there's just a little bit more time for us here. And that's why it's probably that financial just set up for when we go. So we don't feel as overwhelmed when we go out and back, you know, back into our own space and actually begin our life with our children, you know, without what we want to do as adults, as a, as a, as a married couple. You know, we, I, I, I have a feeling that this really is the last time we yeah. need to do this because the reasons why I think I've, we've, we've learned a lot, well, I've learned a lot ever since every time we've come back, there's been a reason and there's been a reason this time around and then there's going to, but the, the reason now is really it's, it's, they're ending, it's ending cycles, it's ending karma, it's ending these um, beliefs and habits that I've had because it's my, you know, it's the home that I grew up in and for the last, what, 16 years, 17 years. And, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot here. There's a lot of history in this room. There's a lot of history in this space for me. And it's deep. It runs really deep. But I know that a lot, a lot of that stuff has actually come back up for me to release as well. It's actually come up so that I don't actually... Um, that I say goodbye to it once and for all so that I can start a new cycle. And now being a mother, a wife and a mother and, you know, and on whatever else we become, you know, and that's I just have a feeling that this is something that is coming to an end and I'm already thinking about that. So just so it's easier and I'm like, okay, I want to get more excited because the next place after the one that we're moving into, that's our space. That's our home, and it's that it's not that far away because mm. we've got you know the, the kids are still young, you know. I know like before we didn't even have kids. We're like, oh my god, we've got like, but when are we gonna have? We thought we were gonna have kids, but like, this year, late this year, or ten to next year, two thousand twenty-four. So now that it like the baby's coming in twenty twenty-three, mid mid twenty twenty-three, like it's happening already. I think that we can speed up 
that process and it is going to happen. So for me, I'm not really worried about or concerned that we're going to have to be back because I think this space probably might, someone else might feel it. Yeah. I think it's for someone else because I'm detaching from it because I'm, I, need, I need to because I probably haven't and that's why we had to keep coming back. So sorry about that. But, <laughs> but also it's, it's really helped us. It's helped us kind of re, uh, reassess. It's helped us to kind of look like we started our podcast here and we started that, that process. And well, I mean, we started it before, but we started to record this process of how, you know, life isn't, yeah, life's easy, but it's also, you, you need to get the hang of it. Once you understand what it's about, when you have those experiences and you're like, okay, I got this. You're going to practice. You're going to build new habits. And then life becomes a little bit more enjoyable. Like, of course, I've never been pregnant before, so I'm going to experience this new thing which seems difficult, which seems different and uncomfortable. And it's not hard. It's just the way, you know, this is just the way it is what we've been doing for this is what humans are about. So it's not something to really be like, oh, my God, it's so hard. It's like, well, yeah, it's like it's not the most comfortable thing. It's, it's your growing life in it's, you. It's a natural process. It's a natural right? process. Yeah. And the natural process of building habits and the way we go about our lives, the way we work, the way we um, function in society, the way we communicate, all of that is just natural. It's how we interact. It's just life. It's, it's human life. That's the, what you expect when you come down here. <laughs> That's what you expect. So we get to choose whether it's more difficult and whether it's going to be the struggle or whether it's going to be something more fulfilling and you, you're moving through that that struggle and that the hard, the uncomfortable, but you know, like we know every time we're going through something really difficult, just just over that bridge is, you know, greener, greener pastures and it's, you know, things are okay. And then we'll, we'll go for another one because we want to keep growing, we want to keep expanding and life becomes more fulfilling because we work we work to expand and we work to grow and we work to learn about ourselves and what we can do, what our bodies can do, what our minds can do, what our, you know, what our energy can do. That has definitely been a constant theme that I've experienced through this process that we've been, you know, going through has been that, yeah, you go through the difficult times and then it is actually significantly better on the other side of it. Yeah. But I think the key is you've got to move through them. You've got to, you've yeah. got to grow through it. You've got to take it yeah. for the, the tool for development that it is. Yeah. And then when, when you embrace that and you go, yes, it's really hard. This is a really difficult thing that we're experiencing right now. But what's in it for me? What's in it for us to experience? How can we learn and develop for, as a result and once we sort of do that, we take charge of that. When we come out the other side, it's like things completely change. Life gets life gets better, mm. you know, and then it gets hard again. Yeah. And then it gets, and then the, you, the, the cycle just sort of continues. Right? I mean, a I, I, really classic one for us at this point is when we, yeah, when we found out we were pregnant. You know how how difficult that period of time was for that two weeks. I'd say, yeah. you know, embrace it and say this is this is the situation. Now it's time to act and it's time to move. Yeah. And we learned a lot, I feel like, out of that two weeks. It kind of, it definitely changed my mentality, my mindset a little bit. And it instilled for me that, that, that little extra step in the manifestation process of you can think it, you got to reach out for it so that you can hold it. You got to reach and grab, you know, as opposed to before, I feel like we were just going, we can think it, we can have it. Yeah. It's like we can think it. The action. We can think it. Absolutely, that's great. You want to identify the thing that you're going to aim at, but then you've got to reach for it and grab the thing. Oh yeah, because so got that a then body. you can hold. You can be you holding it in your you hands. You got a body. So, so that yeah, that for me was that that instilled that extra step in the middle that I have learnt from to say it's life is it's about action. It's that creative action, and it, like I've said in the previous episode too reading what I was reading and, and learning what I was learning and what I was thinking and how I was developing in my own sort of personal worldview, it was all sort of coming towards that action. Be creative. Create your own reality. Create the life for yourself that you want. You know, if, you're, if your life is, is a work of art, you know, what's it look like? What colors are on the canvas? You know, all that kind of stuff. What shapes you drawing? What lines you drawing with it? What do you want other people to look at? What do you want to look at yourself? What do you want to stand back from and feel when you look at the, the you know, the, the canvas of your own life? Okay. And 
that is it's an active process. So like that is something that I definitely learned during that last sort of period of difficulty. And then when we really rapidly jumped into action, we made some things happen. And that that was like, whoa, okay, this works. <laughs> you know, this extra step is actually necessary in order to get into where you want where we want to go. Yeah. Or where regardless it's of where so it is that we easier. identify for ourselves. Yeah. If we want to get somewhere, yeah. of course, it's easier said than done. Well, just because like we, we were saying that it's like, oh, you know, if you, you know, we, we were preaching it and then they were like, oh, no, the action is not thinking it. The thinking isn't the action. The action is a physical action. Yeah, it's the behavior. Doing. It's the doing. What do I need to do right now? And um, it's who, I don't know if it was Simon Sinek or one of someone else, but it's like when you, as, or it could be Tony Robbins, as soon as you make a decision to change, to do something, to make, to change your life or to act or you may, anyone just make a decision, what act, you take action right that second. Who do you need to call? What do you need to do? Mm. Who do you need to get in contact with? Yeah. Um, what do you need to plan? Like do it right then, straight after you made the decision, so you're not sitting in the decision. It sounds so obvious, but I don't know. If, I don't know at what point the wires get crossed and you conflate thinking with doing. Yeah, because that's because it's but you're breaking habits. Like if you're if you've made a decision to do something different that you have never done before. And you're like, oh, my God, I don't even know how to do that. But, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. when you've never gotten up at 5 a.m. Of course, it's going to be hard that first time when the alarm goes off. You're going to be like, oh, you know, or tomorrow. It's like, oh, I'll go at 7. And it's like, well, you made a decision to get up at 6 or 5. And, like, of course, it's not going to happen straight away. If you make that, you have to rip yourself off your mattress. You have to rip yourself out of that old, that old, uh, like, your old imprint and then take the next action, being like, okay, no, I said I was going to do this. Now, in order to do it, I'm going to have to do it <laughs> if I want that to happen. Um, you got to have that continuity, that that consistency. That's with anything. But if you're breaking habits, of course it's going to be hard. I think that's why it's like it always sounds good. So it's, everything's always easier said than done because you can say it, but that's not even – still that's not a behaviour. It's the, it's the first step. Like it's it's still a necessary part. It's not to abolish thinking or to act impulsively. It's Mm-mm. still it's think, match. still contemplate, still still plan what, what it is that you're going to do. But it's not, you know, and this is a trap that I, I was certainly in and I'll, I'll put my hand up and take full responsibility for, was the thinking that thinking alone was enough yeah. to go, I, I, I want this or I'm thinking about how I can go about, you know, acquiring this. But then getting stuck in that thought process, mm-hmm. get stuck in the thinking as opposed to going, what is it actually going to take as far as action is concerned to achieve it? And it wasn't until we were in a situation where there was a defined endpoint, there was a limit, a hard limit that we had to have achieved certain things by. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until we were in that, that type of situation where we actually were able to achieve things because we had that pressure on, right? Before we didn't have, you know, we had... Even even the, the probably the biggest pressure on us previously was financial. Yeah. It was going, you know, we've only got a set amount of money. Now, depending on the decisions we make, we we get to ultimately decide how long that money lasts for. If we want to be a bit more licentious or if we want to spend a little bit, be a bit more spendthrift, uh, then you know, the money's going to dry up a bit quicker. If we want to sort of be a bit more deliberate and a bit more cautious with the way we spend, well, yeah, we can prolong the amount of money we've got for longer. So, it's not like it was just this sum of money that was here and then it's going to be gone by this point and you better have figured out something by then. It was the decisions that we made that could ultimately determine yeah. how long that all lasted. So it didn't feel as it didn't feel like it was as much pressure on the situation because we had a hand in in yeah. the end point. It had an end in how it played out, how long it was going to take. With the baby, there is a defined end point. Right. There's no amount of anything that either of us can do at this point. Once the baby's conceived, yeah, the baby's coming yeah. and the baby's going to come out at, at some point. Right. Yeah. And you can determine <laughs> that due date. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're, it's an entirely different situation where it's not about there's a baby coming. Okay. Maybe we can hold off on having the baby for another couple of months until we feel a bit more ready <laughs> or, you know, or we can do something. The baby can come sooner when it better suits us. No, no, no. Yeah. That's, that's happening, right? And we I mean, have baby, to act so that when that time comes, yeah. we're, we're ready for it, okay? And that to me has – that was a major shift, I think, and that really 
uh, drove for me that lesson in doing, in acting in order to acquire the things that you need or you want. Because if you stay in that abstract space of just thinking about it, nothing ultimately is going to happen. Mm-mm. You'll just continue to prolong your comfort. And I think that's what we were doing. Yeah. We were just prolonging b- being comfortable totally. as opposed to really getting uncomfortable so that we could actually make our lives better. Yeah. I-, I feel like we were afraid to do that, it's to do what fun. it really took in order to actually move beyond make, the situation we were in. Happen. It took a baby. It took conceiving a baby to really get off our asses and make, make some things happen in our lives. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's... It's one of those things where it's like everything's always easier said than done or it always sounds nice or it always sounds powerful or, you know, when you hear motivational speakers or that, you know, you get like, oh, you get that feeling. But if you don't do, if you don't act, then, you know, when I went to Tony Robbins, he, um, there was a, a, fa- a friend of my sister's who used to, who, who it was like his fifth or sixth and like I felt like I didn't need to go again because it's like I've got so much out of it. There was so much energy just in my body. Like, And like that person kind of kept going, like going every single week, but like not really doing anything and that, that kind of thing. And it was like nothing really was changing except just going and showing up, just being in the energy. And it's all, all well and good to be in the proximity, but if you want to be in the proximity, you also got to change, like you got to act in that. Mm. In in like you to change you got to change how you are and I when I um first kind of woke up to myself a little bit uh, after depression about it was nine it might have been ten years now nearly uh, I I wanted to change so I started making different decisions I had to I started to meditate when it wasn't really cool when it was you're like oh you you you're one of those and that was it was only 10 years ago now it's like oh my god do you meditate you know yeah it's all trendy now and you can do nothing's kind of nothing's a bit kind of crazy anymore uh but it was it was hard because i felt like alone but i'm like i was i did i was doing stuff i was doing stuff to actually and taking action that changed my old habits I was going for runs at like 5 a.m. I didn't even know why I was running, but I'm like, I know that I need to change something. I need to change some kind of behavior in order to shape, to keep me motivated and to keep me. And I was listening to motivational speakers and I'm like, I'm just going to keep saying this stuff in my head so it, I can then know what actions I need to take. And it is, it is really hard because that lasted a little while and then something else came and then I had to change again. To kind of feel, um, to kind of feel that space, being like, okay, now what else do I need to do in order to change? What other habits do I need to change? It's not the easiest thing though. And then you, you get more and more esoteric. You get more and more in the abstract, which I did. Because I feel like it sounds like what you're doing is you're identifying. There's just like this perpetual need to adapt something about yourself, and then you're no longer are you actually working internally on what's yeah. happening inside. It's you're servicing this idea that there's always in a work yeah. that has to constantly be being done, always. and you're putting that outside of you, and you're trying to constantly, you know, sacrifice something to this this deity yeah. of of inner work. Yeah, and you're not actually doing anything internally. You're now following this thing. Yeah, you know, as as opposed get, to you, it's just really, getting on with it and then allowing those lessons to come up along the way. Yeah, it's it's really you really get caught up, especially if you want. Like I desperately wanted a change in my life. I desperately wanted a different life for myself, and I ended I ended up creating it. It wasn't didn't not what I thought it would look like, but. You know, I had the, the decade that I had and I had the experiences because I needed to have those experiences and I can reflect now and go, that was absolutely necessary. I don't know how my life could have actually been different. And But the thing is when it, when it got to the esoteric stuff, when it got to the spiritual stuff, it is, of course, it's so much easier to stay in the abstract because you don't really have to physically do anything. You can just talk. You can just talk and say you're doing all this stuff and you're saying you can, you know, repeat these mantras or you can repeat, uh, you know, these beautiful sayings and these cliches and all these beautiful learnings and lessons. But that's not doing it. One you're of the, yeah, that's talking about it. You're talking about it. You're not doing it. To me, that's some of the trap of spiritual thinking is that it's all, it's very, it's very helpful as a tool when it comes to being self-aware and becoming conscious of what's happening internally, helping you to really go introspective and dig up in yourself what are the what are the, what are some issues that you're perhaps not looking at, yeah. not looking at resolving. 
And in the process, yeah, you can learn a whole bunch of this spiritual jargon and everything, and you can cater towards your your, your spiritual world. You know, the, the realm of immaterial things that yeah, obviously there are, I believe that there is something there. I believe that there's something immaterial to us and to life itself that absolutely plays a massive part in our overall life. But it's, it's almost like as soon as you take a step into that realm of action, you're moving inherently out of this, that spiritual realm I because think- action, action is manifesting things in the material world. Yeah. It's not, it's not the, the thinking in the abstract. A lot of that happens in it more spiritually. But as soon as you go, no, I'm going to act and I'm going to change this thing about my situation, well, then you're going to act materially. And then that acting materially can, I guess, be construed as a negation of the spiritual stuff, right? And, and then you get these sort of cliches of you know, materialism. It's, it's, it's you know, it, there's more to life than material things. And it's like, I want to better my life. I want to better my life materially Mm -hmm. and I want to be abundant materially. And that doesn't make me a materialistic person. Mm -hmm. It just means that there is is more to life than simply also just the spiritual component Mm -hmm. to it. You can be spiritually fulfilled and also live a materially abundant life. Mm -hmm. And they can both feed off each other. Well, this was like you're going to match the action. You're going to match your spiritual lessons and the things that you believe, your spiritual habits or your spiritual beliefs, sorry, with action in the physical world. Because we've got a mind, we've got a soul. We've got to think, we've got to feel, we've got to believe, and then we've got to act. it's It's the trinity that we have to actually put together, work together with. So you can have a total, yeah, totally live a spiritual life and have the material thing. But in order to do that, you need to take actual physical action. You've got to physically um, behave or, uh, in a way that matches with that spiritual desires and those um, mental de- desires that you want, the, the thoughts, the, the abundance that you're looking for and that the vision that you have for yourself. You're like, I see it. I see it in my mind and I can feel it. I can feel it in my soul that my soul wants it. It's like, but how are you going to do it? That's that next step is taking action. Well, and that's, that's I think, a lot of the problem, with, again, with spirituality is that you it's, it's all well and good to identify things that you want. But then if those things that you want are in any way associated with material things, then it's kind of you, you feel sort of there's a guilt or a shame associated with that to be like. Depending on how you go. How many times do you go, oh, it's not about money. It's, you know, of course it's not about the money. There's more to life than money, all that kind of stuff. And I just think it's, it's bullshit, right? Because it's like money is a tool for exchange. You can exchange it's things. It's physical, in, yeah. It gives it's you, it's, it's a physical thing that gives you the ability to take advantage of opportunities, to be able to want something and, and give yourself the ability to, to take it, to grab it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's your potential also in the physical world. It's a necessary thing. And it's and it's I feel like we get wrapped up in this spirituality that allows us to just 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 say we don't want any of that. I want a better life, but I don't want to do the take the material action necessary in order to achieve it because material things are bad because it's it's about what's on the inside and about how you know you know what I mean? Yeah. It's about these know, things that, that's, exactly. yeah, it's, it's, I, there it's is a spiritual, there's yeah. a spiritual side of us and there's a material side of us. And yeah. I just think that they both, there's no reason both can't harmonize and we shouldn't have to that's be right. ashamed about wanting, wanting material things. And we well, shouldn't have to be ashamed about believing that there is more to life than just the material form that we currently are manifesting ourselves mm-hmm. in, you know? So that, that, that I get a little bit frustrated with purely spiritual thinking like that because yeah. there's more to life than that. You must have been really frustrated with me then over the last five years of our relationship. You do frustrate me at times. Seriously. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Because it's, it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got to act. We have to do things, you know. If we just continue to sit back and say we can manifest this, we can manifest this. Well, okay. Well, how? how? Yeah. You know, the how. I get it. How are we going to act? What are we going to do so that we can actually manifest something? Because we're not just going to sit here, meditate and say there's a there's a mansion for us. And then next week something happens and there's a mansion for us. I mean, sometimes it might, that things like that just happen. And that's that's all well and good. But for the most part, we have to do something to put ourselves in the position to receive it. And it's it's that moving into position that that's the that's the step that we didn't take until the baby came along, and it's the step that I feel like you're discouraged from taking if you're following a a, a, a spiritual purist's path. You know, I I'm not one that wants to do that. For that works for people, and if that works for people, then great. That's just not something that I'm necessarily about for my life. And yeah, no. For me, this the spirituality provides a depth to my to my experience, to my worldview that I love and I cherish, mm. because I'm able to look at my life and see see things on a deeper level for what they represent. 
and say what and we can look back on on parts of our life as well like remember them and go what did i learn from this what was actually in this for me in terms of my own growth and that growth that's not a material thing that personal growth is not something that you can you can actually see unless it's you're seeing it in changed action or in the way that I carry myself is different. That's the way you sort of, you see that. Yeah, totally. But that's not something that is that is a, a material thing. That's a spiritual thing that, is a, that has happened. You have grown spiritually, which has changed the way that you act materially. And so that to me is how that utilizing that spirituality helps to enhance your experience. But if you completely give yourself to that and- at the to, to to sacrifice everything material well then you're basically all there is for you is to stay locked up in one single room and and just sit there meditating going oh, life will be better at some point life will be better at some just point hoping hoping right? you know it's no we need to act there needs to be the the harmonization of both of those elements of our life yeah i believe well, yeah. yeah, and well, we're physical beings. What are we going to do with our hands yeah. and our bodies? So I'm like, create, create, identify. What do you value? Who are you? What is it that you? What makes you feel good? And what makes you? What makes it? What do you believe? And then, what does that mean? Carry that out to its logical conclusion in how you act. And if you, if when you act according to what you believe and value, and you achieve some level of success with it, that's authentic and it's mm-hmm. real and it's not forced. You're not trying to force a certain consequence that you want from your action. You know, if you just go, okay, I believe this, I value this, I'm going to follow this through, I'm going to act accordingly. And then if if you actually start getting results from it, then it's the kind of reality, it's the world saying, you know, the universe, God saying, you're on the right track, keep going. And then that's how you just continue to sort of move and act and, and let reality sort of guide you know, or be your, your check and balance for what you believe and what you value and make those adjustments, obviously, when you hit a sort of roadblock yeah. and you go, okay, this isn't the way we need to adjust. And I think we've gotten better at making those adjustments, at feeling those roadblocks and going, mm. okay, we need to sort of make an adjustment here. And for me, it was a huge adjustment was adding in that extra action thing mm. because we were just putting out there that completely spiritual thing of like, let's just manifest, let's believe it, let's, you know, let's think it, let's feel it and let's not actually do it. Do you know what I mean? We thought that that was doing it. We did. We did think that that was. I say we were conflating the thinking with the doing. Yeah. And and that's. I I just think that's. Obviously, it wasn't working. It didn't work because nothing was ultimately happening. Right. How are you supposed to? How are you supposed to have a better material life if you're not going to physically act differently, and you're just going to be like closing your eyes and hoping for it? It Doesn't work. Like it didn't work for us. Things things happened, right? Like I mean we were able to see a lot of things coming along in our lives as being valuable for our experience. So we yeah, were able to lessons. say, look, we manifested this lesson, right? But it's like- the Lessons we, aren't material though. For instance, the even when we went to Pasco Vale, the house came along pretty much just at the perfect time, but it was still an opportunity that we put ourselves in the position to be able to take. Oh yeah. You know, like that's that's still, we ha- we acted and we actually were presented with an opportunity and then it was up for us. We could have We could have turned it down or we accepted and we did accept it. And so there was a level of action that was involved that actually got us there. And, but like I said, it wasn't, I don't think the the experience that we were having was not strong enough to be able to push us into that understanding of the necessity of acting. Mm. It wasn't until we conceived that we went, okay, shit, we've got to, we have to, we have to act. Well, yeah, we've only got nine months or 10 months. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, something that, definitely solidified itself for me over this mm. last period of time. And then I've been implementing that too with going forward with, you know, my little side hustle that I'm trying to be- develop and build yeah. is that action. You know, what action do I need to take? If I want to improve it, then I have to actually put myself out there. Yeah. If I want to actually go anywhere with it, then I have to make myself available to people. Mm. I have to make it known that this is what I'm doing. And that's really daunting. It is. Yeah, and it is. But I will say that it is harder for it's not easier for it's not easy for everyone to actually do the doing. Like for you, you're a very action oriented person. You need physical movement. You need to be doing something. You need to be moving in order to kind of get <clears throat> clarity or to to actually make things happen. Generally, you need to be moving around. And for me, it doesn't come naturally. Like I actually, it takes a lot of effort for me to. It's like a habit that I need to kind of that I'm working on and I'm breaking in order to 
to make myself more of a logical thinker and because you know I'm I don't it, it is really difficult for me to think logically because of just even the way I'm designed now that I can understand myself a little bit better but also like it has been really difficult because I don't see logic um, I'm very creative with my mind so a lot of stories will just appear and I, I don't really have that much control over it. it just happens it's just the way I can that's the way I think it's just creative and some like things come at random. There's, there's no logical way. of uh, You ask me a lot going, like, how did you get that out of what I just said? Yeah, you'd be a good uh, postmodernist. Don't. That's so <laughs> offensive. <laughs> no. Um, no, but it like I don't know how I got there. I don't I have no, there's no logical sick. I don't understand, but I can understand that it wasn't rational or that, you know, I'm like, yeah, but I still stand by it. But I'm like, okay, now I've got to think of how, like the logic comes after. It doesn't come first. Like you, you're like, okay, what's a logical read? Like, and then you, you start from there and then you go mm. through the sequence. But I don't have that sequence. It, I get to there and then I have to figure out the sequence. That's why I have to experiment things and I'm a trial and error kind of person because I, it, I'm like, I'll do something and I'm like, okay, right, yeah, I didn't think it, you know, or I just have to kind of, there's, I need a, I need to experience the end point in order to kind of understand what happened. Yeah, okay. Irritating, so irritating. I wish it wasn't like that, but hey, what am I supposed to do So, what is it like if we kind of zoom out a little bit from that, like that whole thing you're needing to experiment, is it you learning that there is a logical process in life, that, there, that the reality does have a logical uh, is logically constructed. Yes. Yeah, and is it you discovering that those that the logic of the world, or is it you just refusing to believe that there is a logic and what that you can? No, 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 no. But I'll just, just let me, let me say. It. I mean, I might not say it well, but let me just sort of finish what I'm saying because then we might be able to address that a little bit. You perhaps not thinking that there's some kind of logical flow and that you can just go and discover the consequences without needing to know how you got to those consequences. I'm not going to just no. That's stupid. I think the level of maturity is needed in order to kind of harness the power of trial and error and experimentation and understanding logic. I don't think you can. Uh, I remember. Was that before you? You're an empiricist. You're a true blue empiricist. Just keep labeling me. Knowledge is acquired through experience and experimentation. Um, so I used to, because I was, I didn't reach a level of maturity until I would say my mid, mid twenties, where I started to really think about what the kind of life I wanted, and because I would say that I was about twenty five, I reckon twenty four, twenty five, when I was started to really want something more. I felt my mature. I felt me kind of step. Like you can feel yourself getting more mature. I think it's just we can all say that when you kind of get to a, like as years go by for me anyway. I've really noticed that like there's things that you kind of stop doing. There's like kind of ways of thinking you kind of stop all that immaturity. You kind of stop being, you know, like the baby, or you stop being the, you know, the the victim, and you you just start taking that responsibility. Obviously, it's an emotional kind of maturity. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's a level of wherever it happens, whether it's in yeah, just sometimes it's not even you don't really know it's happening. Sometimes you just kind of move into a job and then that kind of transforms the way you act and behave and think. And then you, because we're, we're growing up, we're growing. So we kind of like reach that. But before I kind of reached that, I was doing all of that creative thinking and experimenting, not having, I'm like immaturely. <laughs> so I didn't have any kind of direction. I had no foundation. It was just, it was a mess. It was a total mess. And I was floundering and I was sinking and I was drowning a lot and I was you know just treading just treading the waves and it was irritating so it got to a point where I had to which I had to snap out of which was when I hit depression and I kind of moved out of it decided to move out of it that was my first like mature decision that I made in order to be an adult because I had to grow the fuck up no one else told me that I told myself that I need to grow up maybe they did tell me I don't know but I then took particular action. I started like, okay, so I, didn't, I now know that I need to be different. I, I, want, I want different because I see the world differently because you have a different experience. That was an experience that I had that shifted me out of all that, the laziness, the um, not really giving a shit about the world and things around me and 
wants people and, you know, like, you know, when you're young and that, you just think about yourself. Yeah. I mean, most, most, most people, I'm going to say all, all, everyone. And not that I didn't care, of course I cared, but I was also very sensitive. So tr- trying to not be offended all the time, like that's the level of maturity, immaturity that I really hated. I hated being sensitive and I only hate, I hated being sensitive most of my twenties as well. I thought it was, I'm just like, I need to get tougher. I need to get, you know, and that's why I was at Tony Robbins and I was like, no, I just need to be stronger. I need to be all of this stuff in order to, cause I'm like, I don't want to be sensitive cause it's, you know, when you see sensitivity, you're just like, oh, you know, a little pussy and all that kind of stuff. So it didn't, for me, all those things, like learning about all those things, logically, like I had to experience that kind of growth. Mm-hmm. And as I matured, I understood more about how my sensitivity works for me and against me. But it doesn't always happen in a, you know, I have to, you know what I mean? Yeah, you have to experience, you have to go through certain yeah. situations so that you can harness the lessons from it but then but that, i chose to go through i was gonna, well. i was going to say you need to be able to you need to have the right perspective or mindset that's going to maximize your ability to take the lessons take, the lessons, take exactly. from those situations yeah. the lessons that are necessary to learn i wasn't i wasn't drowning anymore i wasn't kind of floundering anymore i was like i want to be stronger so how can i be stronger i started to exercise i started to physically get stronger you know i started to do all that kind of stuff i changed my diet yeah. but i wanted to be you know cuz you see tony robbins is huge you know, God-like man. But love he, Tony. He's a beast. Have you seen how tall he is? He's huge. I have seen, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, but he's just, it's he's the physical, like he's, he's um, like strength, like what do you call it? Um, a very commanding very figure. Very commanding yeah. figure. So you think that that is what you aspire to because you want to, because he shows so much strength right. in all levels, but you see the physical because he's yeah. just, you know. So we're like, okay, the first thing I've got to do is start, exercising and start like getting myself my body strong which you have to anyway but I put that first before the other stuff so which was good because you know you're gonna you're gonna start somewhere but then you work on you know the emotional strength and your spiritual strength and I think for me over the last especially over the last two years I would say three but I want to say two specifically I've really harnessed a stronger faith of like why I why I believe that faith exists because I actually stopped spirituality for a little while there for a few years before I think even before you I only started to dabble back into it just before I met you because I started to do honest personal development stuff after in between you and my last my ex so it was in that time, which was a few months, where I started to kind of come back to myself and it wasn't about the physical stuff anymore. It was about who am I and doing that kind of work. And that pro- like it's it was such a messy process. Like my, I hate that it's so messy, but that's just my, my life is like that, like me experiencing things and finding logic. A lot of the time I'm like it's not logical, but I know and that it's true and I don't need to know the logic. And it, that is, I know it's really yeah. annoying to you. No, but- <laughs> I mean, at times it can at be. Times, but Because yeah. for me, I like to see the, the the working out essentially. Yeah. So, I can go, oh, yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah. You know, if you're essentially asking me to have faith in an outcome or in a, in a conclusion without me having seen the whole body and the, in the introduction, <laughs> like what the fuck are we talking yeah. about here? And then all of a sudden you're telling me that something is a certain way. I'm going to be like... I don't see. I don't see how you get to that point from where we are right yeah, here. Neither so. do I, but I know it's true. <laughs> I mean, at times, you know, yeah. I, I have learned to trust in that a little bit. But that, you know, that is kind of faith personified, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. The whole shtick with faith is that yeah. this is the conclusion, and we don't necessarily know what happens between here and there. But the faith, the faith is that 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 we that if we believe in that being the conclusion, that this this part that happens in the middle is is true yeah. and that conclusion is is what will happen if yeah. we are act in accordance with, you know, that particular virtue mm-hmm. or that that endpoint. And yeah, for me I, I, I do it's you're helping me. It's not to say that the most emotionally mature person is also the most logically minded because emotional maturity isn't about negating your emotional state, your emotions or anything like that. It's about experiencing your emotions to the fullest of, you know, what they can give you. But it's not about letting, it's about making sure they don't rule you and yeah. rule your decision making. That's to me what emotional maturity yeah. is. It's it's me going, I can be angry, but I don't have to necessarily go and cause damage or, yeah, destroy scream. things and yeah. scream and, and cause a nuisance of myself because I'm trying to vent emotions. 
It's about being able to still have the rational wherewithal to say to, or to, to go, I'm not going to put others through my emotions. I'm going to deal with my emotions how I need to deal with them. And I'm going to do it in a healthy way so that they're not going to impact my ability to to productively con- conduct myself as I go throughout life. Yeah. Right? And to me, that's what emotional maturity is. Because I think emotions are, are, are such a necessary part of the human condition. Yeah. They they uh, convey to you information that you would never be able to get otherwise. You know, if you're feeling upset, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling happy, it's if you're feeling message. joyous, if you're excited, yeah. if you're nervous, it's telling you. It's your body conveying messages to you about what's got, what's happening in a, in a sort of spiritual sense perhaps what's what your current you know condition is yeah and that to me is invaluable knowledge and information and it makes the human life so fascinating and so interesting mm-hmm. to and just to continue picking up on those little subtleties mm-hmm. and going okay what's what's happening in, internally right now what's going on what am i going through why am i feeling a certain way yeah. and when you start asking those questions and delving in a little bit and you, you find some answers you go huh and then you feel better. And it's it's a euphoric process to go, I'm feeling a certain way. Why am I feeling that way? Ah, you know, this is yeah. this is sort of why. And then I get to this point and then you get to learn something from it and move forward. And that's just incorporating the minds in with it, the, the mental mm. strength. It's a balance. So it's emotional strength, you know, and then you've got your mental strength being like, okay, how am I, am I going to react or am I going to respond? You know, I am angry, but would punching a wall right now or throwing something or yelling at someone and letting this bottle up be the most productive way. And that also comes with practice because I didn't have that. I didn't have that, that level of, um, uh, the control of my mind that I have now that came emotions, my emotions, but even with my mind, like to, to navigate my emotions, I needed to come back to my mind and hear what my mind was saying. Because Mm. if I, I knew that I, I, my emotions totally took over when I would, and it was early in our relationship. I was like that, you know, and and it got significantly better because you're different and your, your way of thinking being like, hang on a second, you asking questions encouraged me to ask myself questions. Because, like, I have always, like, through schooling and everything, was terrified to ask questions because anytime someone raised their hand, you'd get picked on you'd, or you'd laughed at or you'd ask a stupid question. Or you're just in or the spotlight. So, spotlight. Your, your failings yeah. become very, very salient. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I got really scared very early on in school to ask questions because, yeah, one, I don't even like this. I don't like the spotlight and I, I freak out. And learning as well, when you're learning, you make a lot of mistakes and that's embarrassing, especially when you're in class with 30 kids around you watching you as you answer a question and getting it wrong. So there's no level of that that strength in self and confidence in the self. And I'm like, I really want for our kids when we when we um, teach them to make them strong in their character and being like, it's okay to get things wrong. That's when you like, I want to, there are things that I wish I had when I was young for myself, just thinking, being more confident in myself, just being like, no, I, I, I want to know who I am or I know who I am or, or it's okay that, you know, I fall over. It's okay that instead of like running over to my child and going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, making it a, a negative and making it like, no, no, we, we're not going to do that and avoiding the kid from hurting itself and making mistakes. And I, I don't want that because I – it caused a lot of, it, I mean, I started fixing it after after school, after uni. It doesn't help, you know, it doesn't help that development process. I want our kids to have a strong developmental process. And I know that we're going to do a great job because we're, we're here and we're in this place and look how much we've learned to just being together, the experience you can have in life and what we want for our kids. And we've spoken about it as well, not just in podcasts, but, you know, for a little while now just together, how we want yeah, what how, what legacy we want to leave. And in order to leave a legacy, you also have to live that legacy. You have to live it and show it and, and be that, that role model. Lead by example. Lead by example. Yeah, that's, the, that's the hope that we're actually, uh, yeah, where our values and our beliefs are good enough to be able to withstand the test of, you know, of, of, of reality, right? When we throw it against reality, especially when it comes to kids and going, this is how we want to be. And they're going to be asking a hell of a do it and they're going to be an excellence. Well. You know, they're going to become part of our reality and, and, you know, how effective is it, are our beliefs? How effective is our ability to lead? How effective is our teaching ability? Uh, you know, and, and we're, we're going to be put to the test. And obviously at this point, all we could do is just hope that, yeah, we actually have it all and we can we are able to do all that. And yeah, I mean, at this point, 
I'm as best positioned as I'm ever going to be able to, as I'm ever going to be, to be able to to do all that. So ultimately time will tell and we're not going to know until the baby's, you know, beyond a certain point where it can actually start responding and, and, you know, it doesn't just look up at us like, (laughs) (laughs) like that baby's suckling thing with his tongue. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll leave it there because I, actually there was a few other things I wanted to talk about, but that's okay. We'll leave it. I'll just quickly mention on Sunday we're catching up with the doula, yeah. so we'll probably record the podcast on Saturday, the next episode. So I mean we can get to some other things maybe uh, then, but a few things might come from the meantime we can talk about instead. Uh, maybe Obviously. Saturday. What do you mean um, maybe Saturday? Only because the the women are coming over, so I might not be available. Yeah, right. It'll be a late one. Oh, I mean I'm working Saturday anyway. Yeah. So I mean, like afternoon, in the evening. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe it'll even be a really uh, a fun, interesting uh, uh, car car podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. We can do that. Maybe we can take we can take all the gear and we can potentially just set us up on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know, but we'll see. Like, I'd like to get an episode out for Monday, obviously, but mm-hmm. we're going to be out all day, so we might we might get back home in time, or we might record while we're out, or we might not record an episode at all. Yeah. So fingers That's crossed. There's yeah. there's one for for Monday because I do like it. I enjoy doing yeah. this. Uh, but if not, we might miss Monday and uh, be back on Wednesday. Yeah. So. If you enjoy the episode today or the conversation, please like and subscribe to whatever platform it is that you're listening on or watching on. Uh, that'd be great. If you enjoy the way we go about our conversations, our process or anything like that, there's something that you resonate with, there's something you feel that someone else might resonate with, feel free to share it around with other people because I mean, we'd love to bring more people into the conversation and, and hopefully you know, inspire action in others as well and hear from you and hear from your story so that we can be inspired by you also. I think that's kind of what this is all about. Let's just share this messy process of life and and see what ultimately we can create from it. And uh, that's kind of the aim. And uh, yeah, so share it around. That'd be great. If you want to get in touch with us to continue the conversation, share your input or anything like that, if you're interested in my financial services and what it is that I could offer you, the email address is itppc at protonmail.com and you can DM me directly on Instagram at logan.d.gray. And if you want to get in contact with me for any reason, my Instagram is yuja.gray. I love you. I love you. Let's have a blessed day. Yes.